before we get to the Chinese march across the world to enslave us all, um, where did these Baconator Pringles come from? I didn't even oh. know there was such a thing, but ah, yes. on my desk here are a number of cans of Wendy's Pringles Baconator flavor. My friend Brian heard you talking about how much your son Henry likes the Baconator mm-hmm. at the Wendy's, and I, I don't, I didn't figure out exactly how he came into possession of a number of cans of Pringles Baconator potato chips. Uh, they, they fell off a truck. Didn't know there was such a thing. But my friend Matt, who works with Brian, delivered them to my home yesterday uh, for me to pass on to him. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I threatened to keep one of the cans and was uh, told in, uh, that that would be uh, immoral and, and not approved. <laughs> Stealing from a child. Most, well, that's uh, one way to put it. <laughs> most potato chips are gluten-free, so I'll have to look through this. But, uh, yeah, I'll try that out. Just what the world needed. Baconator-flavored Pringles. Sounds awesome. (laughs) Uh, You know, even if they're not great, they're probably good. Oh, I'm sure they're plenty (laughs) fine. I hope this is a trend. Fast food potato chips. Who's Exactly. Who's going to have a can of Pringles between his legs on the drive home? This guy. Those were terrible, he he says into the empty can. (laughs) Spitting spitting tiny bits of potato chip out as he spoke. (laughs) Right. So, something not unexpected but awful happened in Hong Kong over the weekend. This guy, Jimmy Lai, Lai? Lai. Mm-hmm. He is a, a media mogul, journalist, behind the pro-democracy Apple Daily, which is a newspaper there. And he was arrested um, over the weekend under China's new law for Hong Kong that we get to arrest anybody we want, anytime we want to, for any reason. That's a pretty good explanation of it, Basically, their law. Is this a continuation of what the protests... uh, Was this the law that all those protests were going on about? 100%. Well, actually, the protests started when it was many degrees less than this because they knew this was coming. Right. Um, That was just an extradition thing. If you get arrested for a crime, we can extradite you to mainland China. Well, now they've made any dissent whatsoever a crime. China is asshole! And they were abs- short. they were absolutely right that that was the gold camel's nose under the tent step toward this. Mm-hmm. Well, here's this very uh, journalist being interviewed by 60 Minutes Australia not too long ago. People say that, you know, if you guys behave, we wouldn't have to come to this. Well, if this is true, today the world will not have democracy. The world will not have freedom. We have freedom today and democracy because our ancestors has been fighting for it. Many people die for it. Many, much blood was shed for it. It can't stop just here. A guy is obviously wow. very emotional about the loss of democracy and what it could mean for the world. He go, it go, the interview goes on. The prospect of spending the rest of your life in jail, perhaps in a Chinese prison, wouldn't exactly thrill you. Well, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to think about things that scares me. I'm staying here. Here's a a grown man. Go ahead. I'm staying here till the end. If we go down, we go down together. We, We burn, we burn together. That's my promise to my people. Hey, I want to drop a bad word. Wow. Hey, limp-wristed, got a bandana over my face, protesters in Portland and Seattle. 
You don't even know what you're protesting. Here's a guy who's really putting on the line. Guy in middle age, I remember seeing him featured on another news thing, marching with the protesters. He's got all the money in the world. He could leave town if he wanted. He could shut up. He could have a perfectly good life. He's willing to risk it all and has because he may never get out of prison. Right. Um, and risked it all because he believes this could be uh, not only just the fate of Hong Kong, but the fate of the world if we don't stand up to you know, the march of anti-democratic forces like China. Right. Well, what's striking about what he said is, you know, Thomas Jefferson could have finished his sentences or Dwight Eisenhower could have or any of the great uh, crusaders for for liberty. Nelson Mandela could have sung in that choir. That's some beautiful and eloquent stuff from a guy who's truly laying it on the line, as you point out, not some overly hormonal, hormonal suburban half-wit who's throwing rocks at cops merely because they know nothing will happen to them. It's unbelievable. Right, right. when they've got no danger whatsoever. If they get arrested, they'll be bailed out by a GoFundMe. Um, Which reminds me, shining a laser into a cop's eyes should be a felony. Where are the legislators who will sponsor that bill? Where are you? In every state in the union. I'm just going to keep repeating that till you're sick of it. So this journalist in Hong Kong, there are some who believe that the Chinese authorities arrested him over the weekend. Just to send the message, look, if we can take this guy off the street and throw him in jail, what chance do you have? Mm-hmm. The equivalent of Jeffrey Epstein's Clinton painting an address on his in his entryway. <laughs> Sending a, a message. It's a pure power play to any yeah. and all who see it. Well, this guy is to Hong Kong what uh, you know the Salzburgers who publish the New York Times are to the United States. He's a giant of publishing and journalism, and they've taken him down. They're going to put him in a hole. Uh, it's frightening, man. I'm guessing they don't have like the Miranda rights over there. He's, <laughs> That's hilarious. You may not get the uh, the phone call out. <laughs> no, not so much. Uh, it is. It, it may be the most astounding thing of my lifetime is our collective memory losing the, the horror of communism. How that could happen when. Hundreds of millions of people were killed, starved, you know, tortured, whatever, and died because of communism in the 20th century. And here we are 20 years into the next century, and, and young people have no notion of that. It's just, it's mind-boggling well, to me. If you're it's not... as if we were attacked by Mars in 1977, and, and kids don't know it. I think part of it is just human nature, things that happened in the past. They're not happening now, so that's old news, blah, blah, blah. It won't ever happen again. But a lot of it is they don't teach it in high school and college. They, all you learn about history is how awful America has been right. on Howard the world stage. version of how this country is the worst country on Earth. All the bad things that have happened uh, to human beings around the world were caused somehow by the United States. Wow, that's just that's that's a bitter pill, man. That is a bitter pill to swallow. Oh yeah, it's and freaking we did it awful. To, and we and we and I include myself in this. We're only dimly aware of what was being taught in the schools or what have you. Or right. the kids. I mean, how are you gonna know unless you sure. read their textbook? Because your kids have no perspective to reje- with which to reject. You know the Howard Zinization of history. Well, you don't. You how are you going to, as a fifth grader, argue about what you're not being taught? Right. <laughs> I mean, well, what right. kind of kid would you be? But it, it comes up every now and then when your kid says, uh, "Who's Thomas Jefferson?" or something like that, or gives you a little speech about the evils of America during Thanksgiving. Right. Which I've gotten. 
Um, but yeah, what what that guy getting arrested in China is not a minor deal. But anyway, oh, that's where, enough of that. Was it an Illinois legislator who's advocating uh, not teaching history anymore? Man, that's straight out of Orwell. That's straight out of communism. If there's no past and no future, all there can be is the present, as described by the party. What hmm. the party tells you is the present. Um, that's wild. It's happening right in front of me. Well, it's not boring anyway. I mean, it's horrifying. Would you like a Baconator Pringle? Might make you feel better. You know, it it might in a way, but then it'd make me feel bad. I can't eat for another four hours, but would somebody try these if I open them up? I will. Okay. I'm sure you will. Way to step up for the good good (laughs) of the show, Michael, Sean. Get after it, Pringles. Coming up, Jason Whitlock's incredibly eloquent and powerful takedown of Black Lives Matter and the sports leagues that have kowtowed to them. Oh, man, does he lay the wood. I'm not giving you, I'm not going to give you a Pringle, Sean. That would be a, ridiculous. I'm giving him a, a small stack there. Yeah, Michael, exactly. a good stack. Michael, who works in the control room there, just uh, on the other side of a sheet of glass, is staring. Look at him. He's salivating like a dog. Have you ever had a Wendy's Baconator? Oh, yeah. It's so, like wine. The first sip, you just don't make any judgment. No, no. I, you don't I, make any judgment on the first sip when no, you taste I'm wine? Absolutely not, no. Absolutely not. Of course not. No, no. Is that, what, are you, a dog? what are you, a dog? <laughs> no, it's uh, the, for the uh, you smell the, uh, the nose, the, uh-huh. the aroma. That's hello. First sip is how are you? <laughs> okay. The second, the second taste, you begin to get to know it. <laughs> and the amount of time you just explained that, I, I would fin- have finished my glass. Oh, my. Oh. That's Can I not, have another? That is, that is not sophisticated. <laughs> Coach, refill. <laughs> what are the, you thinking of chips? Uh, it is it. It has a hint of pickle, which I do not typically put mm. on mm. my my baconators. I so it, it is it is not what I was expecting. But I I see the I see the the baconator adjacent flavor flavor notes. Yeah. Are you getting bacon? Themselves. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, there that's too. the Baconator adjacent flavors. Yeah, but <laughs> can you say anything simply? But the problem is, pickle is a flavor bully, and yeah, because yeah, of me, yeah. all I'm tasting is the pickle. A do hint you, of pickle. Do you occasionally enjoy the Chick Fil A sandwich? Uh, yes, but famous for its inclusion of the pickle. Uh, but I order Sans pickle. Oh, I don't put a pickle on anything. All right, why are we talking to you about anything? <laughs> it's a ruined cucumber. You're an anti-pickleist. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this about you. Oh, it's sick. It's got a hint of pickle. Baconator adjacent flavors. What? (laughs) You can't believe anybody has the balls to say what Jason Whitlock is saying about baseball, football, and basketball. What he said is next. Armstrong and Getty. A 103-year-old woman in Michigan got a tattoo last week to check it off her bucket list. Well, I just hope she doesn't regret it when she gets older. There you go. Hey, to uh, be 110, think, why did I get that tattoo? <laughs> I don't even like Motley Crue. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, play me clip 32, would you, from Tucker Carlson last night? As far as we can tell, neither Cena nor MSNBC even mentioned it today. 21 people shot in a group in our capital city, and they acted like it didn't happen. But it did happen. 21 African Americans shot by gunmen, yet the media spent all weekend telling you about how Simon Cowell fell off his electric bike in Malibu. 
because really black lives matter MSNBC wants you to know that it's grotesque but it's now the rule dead bodies don't count unless they are politically useful dead bodies that is a pretty good way to put it. Jason Whitlock is a journalist. He writes primarily about sports, but has kind of grown his uh, the field of his inquiry into society at large. And he wrote a piece a few days ago that fits in quite well with that notion. But he says, will anyone locked inside the NBA's groupthink bubble react to the leaked body cam footage of George Floyd's arrest and tragic death? We didn't talk much about this here either, admittedly. But the Daily Mail published body cam videos of two of the four cops. And the videos, I'm paraphrasing Jason Whitlock here just for time, but they show Floyd will not comply. He's clearly under the influence of one or more drugs. He is panicked, disoriented, desperate, totally noncompliant. He complains that he can't breathe while standing on two feet. He claims his mother just died. He can't sit in the back of the police car because he's claustrophobic. He repeatedly begs the officers not to shoot him. He worms the upper part of his body out of the police car, asks to lay on the ground. Um, early on the encounter, long before the police restrain Floyd on his stomach, his stomach a female bystander shouts at Floyd to quit resisting. And a male bystander pleads with Floyd, you can't win. So he's completely out of control. Uh, It's bizarre conduct, complete resistance. Then Jason Whitlock says, which is obvious and self-evident, that that is by no means justification for kneeling on somebody's neck for eight-plus minutes. Um, And, uh, well, I I don't want to get too far off on that tangent, but Jason Whitlock is a black man, says there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that this had anything to do with race. That's his opinion. Perhaps yours differs. Then he gets into the sports angle of it and the sports leagues angle of it. And these are gigantic businesses. You have to keep that in mind. They're giant industries. Professional athletes elected themselves the national inner. I'm sorry. They elected themselves the National Internal Affairs Department for American Police. The NBA's Orlando bubble is the headquarters for the NAID. Will anyone ask NIAD spokesman LeBron James, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, and Adam Silver for their thoughts on the leaked Floyd footage? Will one of the media information ministers locked into the bubble be allowed to query James, Kerr, Pop, or Silver on this topic? Uh, blah, blah, blah. The NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball chose to drape themselves in Black Lives Matter symbols and view all negative encounters between black people and white people as examples of white supremacy. Life is far more complicated than the race baiting that gets retweeted and liked over Twitter. What happened to George Floyd is more complicated than the substanceless assertion that Derek Chauvin acted out of racial animus. Chauvin abused his power. His defense lawyers will argue he was baited into abusing his power by Floyd. It's the same excuse Pro Sports Three Stooges, Adam Silver, Roger Goodell, and Rob Manfred, will make years from now when the mainstream media finally objectively evaluates this era of sports. Moeller and Curley have been played and used by anarchists and communists who are using opportunists to promote an American race war. Their fear-driven leadership has turned America's great unifier sports into a racial divider. At some point, NFL and NBA ownership must realize they need leadership that is unafraid of their athlete employees. Kowtowing to LeBron's social media following is a deadly mistake. Man, have you heard anybody else saying that? No. No. So I couldn't figure out where he was going there. I thought, why would you, what What are you hoping to accomplish here? He's he's worried, and I think he's absolutely right, <clears throat> that the, the pro sport leagues are, um, 
going with the obviously this is a symbol of um, systemic racial violence, white cops against black people. Nobody even questioned that. Obviously, obviously, that's what this is, because it happens everywhere all the time Mm -hmm. Um, is is going to cause more, you know, division. It's not going to help anything. Uh, Whitlock going to make things worse. Right. And I think he's absolutely right. There's no evidence that was racial. It may be racial. You'd have to be able to read the guy's mind. Mm-hmm. But there's sure. no evidence whatsoever that is racial. Right. There's no longer a debate about declining TV ratings for pro sports leagues. That's inconsequential. This is about the preservation of American freedom and ideals. The subversion of sports culture is directly tied to the subversion of American culture. Sports culture proved the strength of our melting pot, the power of diverse meritocracy. Um, he says, we don't have a suitable replacement. Academia, go look at the results produced by the white liberals in control of our academic institutions. You want to see white supremacy, visit Yale, Harvard, or any of their Ivy League brothers. Huh. Hollywood, please. Every narr- narrative arc for black characters is now fixated on police interaction and or racism. The music industry, if you're not covered in tattoos willing to... P- portray yourself as a hoe, pimp, drug dealer, or gangbanger, the music industry is highly reluctant to support you. The above groups are now the main allies of professional athletes. The above groups are unified in their belief that systemic racism killed George Floyd and that Floyd had no responsibility to protect his own life. Um, That is ballsy. Yeah, I'd say. Jason Whitlock is a national hero. He's good. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you kidding me? We live in America. Don't give me this communist crap. Am I there? Was I? I think it was a but I think you need to get out of my face. Shut the f up. You know what I meant? That's why you work in a supermarket. I'll beat the f I'm not. Don't put a communist crap on me. Yeah, I like the accents. Reasonable folks uh, conversing about a difference of opinion. That's a Long Island maskless woman customer getting into it with a female grocery store employee. And that's why you work in a supermarket for such a long time. Wow, demeaning somebody's uh, line of work? Uh, I don't approve of that. One thing I could have not predicted at the beginning of this is that mask or not would become so heated and and like a culture war thing. Mm. I wouldn't have been able to predict that. Uh, Illinois has passed a law, by the way. It will now be a felony if anyone threatens or assaults an Illinois employee about health guidelines. So if you... Insults? It's a felony to insult somebody? Wait a second. That'll never pass muster. That's an idiotic law. (laughs) Jeez, the stuff that just gets run up the flagpole. Yeah, that's... uh... I thought it was... Hey, you gotta have a mask on. You're an idiot. Five years in jail. In America, nice try. Is that your actual hair? Illinois, check yourself. Do you have clown school later today? That's your hair? Sorry. That's a felony. Um, But anyway, the idea of... uh, The state where I grew up and the state where I live now are both completely insane. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. You got to look at it that way. Yeah. Maybe I'm like a cat. You know, their poop can cause that uh, that weird uh, brain worm, right? That's why the pregnant ladies can't be uh, cleaning the litter box. Maybe I'm like that cat. I don't know. Um, Spreading insanity. Don't be mean to the people that are told by their bosses they need to tell you to wear a mask. Because they're told by the state. Yell at the state. 
Although, even then, just don't. Just don't. So Worry about freedom of speech, not freedom of a mask. 54% of Americans fear losing their jobs right now, which is not the number that is normal. No, no indeed. Way harder than normal, and you can break it down by age. I'm kind of surprised by people who aren't at least somewhat worried about losing your job. What industry are you in? Government. Yeah, New government. York, the half of the people that work for the government are not worried about losing their jobs. That's probably fairly accurate. Um, but the younger you are, the more likely you are to worry about it. You know, a couple of things going on there, including the kind of job you probably have when you're young, where you're more expendable. And then it uh, it drops off as you get older. But uh, that's, you know, that, that causes for a, uh, a very... Um, a society that ain't got a lot of time to uh, mess around with various things. You're on edge. If you got half the population worried they're going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. You combine that with, I might lose my job and catch a dread disease. And uh, and I got to figure out how to teach my kids how to read by myself at home. And I got no watch sports to watch on TV. That'll make for a for an angry society. Do you have any sense of how much of that plays into the enormous rise in shootings and killings in so many big American cities? Everybody's just edgy. It's got to. The, the, it's part of it. The, 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 the psychologists of the world seem to think so. Well, the cops pulling way back in the gang-ridden parts of towns, though. That matters, too. It's just a sensible gangbanger. I mean, some of these people may be uh, mean. They may be predators. They may not be learned, but that doesn't mean they're stupid. I mean, their brain works. And they say to themselves, all right, the risk of carrying firearms and or getting into scrapes is much less than it was six months ago. Because yeah. there's no chance I'm going to get uh, uh, banged for a felon in possession of a gun. So I'm going to start carrying a gun more and or shooting at people more. But on a lower level, um, I think our house definitely is. And I was talking to somebody the other day. <laughs> she said, she said we were eating the, the other night in the living room around the coffee table with the TV on. And I said, is this who we are now? We never did this before. We just eat dinner at the coffee table with the TV on. Yeah. This is what we are now. Yeah. <laughs> and we've kind of slid that way, too. It's just you're you're at home all day long. Everybody is. Right. It's not like the old days when family dinner was time to come together and communicate. Tell me about your day. The rest of it. Have some dinner good, table. Event. That's right. Met some good connection. Now you're connected all day long. <laughs> I want a little less connection with you people. I've heard all your stories. <laughs> yeah, I liked them earlier in the day when you posted them. Now you, what, what I gotta hear it again? Yeah, Jiminy. How about we That's eat with good. the TV on so we don't have to talk to each other? That is not good. Uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, and I've heard from a couple of different people who are going back into the workplace because they need to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Their wife wants them out of the house, or their husband wants them out of the house. How about you go work at work? Uh, wear a mask or do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more of the uh, more of the late night shows are getting back into the office. They uh, mm. the James Corden and Colbert both went back to the. It wasn't the full stage studio proper. It's kind of what Jimmy Fallon did, where it's just kind of him on a stool and the the staff is kind of acting as the audience and what he plays off of. Mm. Interesting. What if this doesn't end though? At roughly this level for like a year, a year from now, I can't even imagine. Would we still, or would you just okay? I guess we'll go back to work and just hope we don't get it. I mean, I would guess that's more of the situation. Yeah, I I just think people are going to finally do the rational thing, which is balancing costs and benefits. 
and realize, all right, the cost of avoiding the COVID has gotten way too high. Of course, I thought this back in March. I thought, well, surely, obviously, school will start next year. They have to have school next year, but you couldn't go two years without school, could you? Or no. two years with people staying home? No, no. The pediatricians groups are pretty well unified, and we ought to get back to school soon. Mm. Uh, who will lead us Are back to... Are they unionized, though? That seems to be where the power is. The, well, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, unless you got a union uh, giving big piles of money to politicians. Speaking of politicians, who will lead us back to normalcy? Perhaps Kanye West, presidential candidate. I saw his VP choice the other day. Oh, really? I missed yeah. that. Yeah, she looks to be like about a 45-year-old woman, white woman of some sort. Who is she? Uh, a, a preacher from... I, th- I believe that's right. A yeah. pastor at yeah. his, one of his churches or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. He made his VP choice, Kanye. Where's Joe Biden? Didn't yeah. take you like a month and... Come on, old man Biden. All these rumors? Just pick somebody. Kanye West might be charged with electoral fraud. <clears throat> it appears that a hell of a lot of the signatures he submitted to get on the ballots in various states were uh, no good. Who cares? Uh-oh. Yeah. Does yeah. anybody care? He's so far made it onto the ballot in Oklahoma and Oklahoma. Only Oklahoma. Jack, it's difficult to imagine a path to victory for Kanye West. <sighs> now, if he wins the nine electoral votes in Oklahoma... He'll have nine electoral votes. <laughs> He'll only be 263 short. 64 short. Difficult to know if he sweeps the East Coast where he's not on the ballot and <laughs> performs well in the Southwest where he's not on the ballot. We'll throw to Michelangelo with our touchscreen uh, electoral map. Yeah, exactly. And he'll uh, he'll break it down with the, with the map says. How many chances in hell would you say Kanye has? None. Zero. And that reminds me, this ties into something you were talking last segment. Kanye's a musician. This is all coming together in my head. All right. Um, I, so I was watching this video with uh, Wynton Marcellus. I mentioned this last week. He's a, uh, a a black jazz trumpeter, teacher, chronicler of uh, history sort of thing, culture. Anyway, he was speaking, and he's a super smart guy. He was... Uh, he said that that a lot of rap and stuff like that, he sees that as same as minstrel stuff. Mm, I get that. I never thought about that before. It's pre- presenting cliches. Now, he's like a 60-year-old black guy. So, you know, he might be in that Bill Cosby world of pull your pants up, quit dropping in bombs. You know, it's be a generational thing. Respect everything yourself, like that. yeah. But he really sees a lot of this... That rap, he said, the the white kids won't buy it in the suburbs and buy the millions of hours, albums unless you wear your hat sideways and have your pants down and drop the end bomb a whole bunch of times. It's just minstrel stuff. Mm. It's the same thing white people have always demanded. They want us to act all crazy, and then they're really entertained by us. Hmm. I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say. Yeah, it's not exactly a popular take these days no. among the intelligentsia. No. But he's got the, the guts enough to, to say what he believes. I don't know if I agree with him or not. I just thought it was uh, damned interesting. I think there's some truth to it. I think there is, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, So, speaking of troubled cities and and race relations and the rest of it, uh, there are a couple of mayors, far-left mayors, who are finally, belatedly, saying, uh, these aren't protests, these are riots, this is looting, this is not the First Amendment, this is crime. We'll bring you some of those surprising quotes and uh, what the actual... Black Lives Matter folks uh, have to say about that. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
When you commit arson with an accelerant in an attempt to burn down a building that is occupied by people that you have intentionally trapped inside, you are not demonstrating. You are attempting to commit murder. Rip Van Wheeler there, Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portland, finally waking up to the reality of the Marxist and Antifa types who've been holding his city hostage for now 68 or 74 or 103 nights. Yes, that's right. That's not demonstrating. That's crime. That was yesterday. Oddly enough, you had the mayor of Chicago respond to the widespread looting uh, that happened uh, last night or the previous night in Chicago. They had to lift up all the bridges. They shut down the trains and the buses and, and everything. Their social media was calling people downtown, loot, loot, you can steal anything you want. Well, here's what Lori Lightfoot said, 43 first. This had nothing to do with legitimate, protected First Amendment um, expression. These were not poor people engaged in petty theft to feed themselves and their families. This was straight up felony criminal conduct. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Lori Lightfoot, who for the longest time was making it all about uh, Black Lives Mattering and legitimate protests, even as they're pulling down statues. Wow, how about 44? She goes on. People who engage in this kind of criminal activity, they need to be held accountable. And we can't do it alone. We need the prosecution and we need the courts to step up and do their part as well. And that is certainly my hope and my expectation. So we were asking the question earlier, why are they pivoting? Why are they changing on this all of a sudden? This person texted, it's simple. They've begun to realize that it isn't damaging President Trump as it was intended to do, but rather is seriously damaging Biden and the Democratic Party. That, that might be it. And it the su- mayors themselves. It was supposed to be, um, uh, you know, Trump's out of control racism, White blah, blah, blah. The, um, the yeah. Trump tro- stormtroopers. And uh, that hasn't, well, that's not the current narrative. Right, right. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot was partially responding in those statements to what Ariel Atkins had said. She's the Black Lives Matter organizer in Chicago, um, and, and she was defending the looting in clip 40. My people are struggling. People in this city are struggling through a pandemic. So I don't care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That makes sure that that person can make some kind of money because this city obviously doesn't care about them. Not only that, that's reparations. Okay, all right. Reparations. I like that. uh, Reparations is me smashing a window and grabbing a Gucci bag. I think we've all run into the attitude, directly or indirectly, that I don't have to follow the law because of, you know, institutional racism or whatever. She is making that argument explicitly. Do you understand now? Black Lives Matter says crime is okay if black people commit it because it's reparations. Go ahead with the next clip, uh, 41. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. My people aren't getting anything. Except police, except tear gas. Wow, she's as ignorant of how business works as she is crazy about human beings. So, Nike, are you still giving millions of dollars to that organization? Just out of curiosity. It's founded by Marxists, you know, who want to tear down the system and install a new communist utopia. It says so in their bios. No? Hey, NBA. 
you still, with these people and with the Chinese, but against the U.S. Steve Kerr, talking to you, brother. Any comment? Probably not. Oh, you know, I never got to the end of that Jason Whitlock piece in which he's talking about the rioting. He says uh, the uh, actions of the above group, the the sports leagues, amplifying the narrative that we've all heard, guarantee the second wave of George Floyd riots are going to be more deadly and destructive than the first wave. Mm. The second wave will come when Thomas Lane, J. Alexander Kung, Tao To, and uh, Derek Chauvin are acquitted of all serious charges. Oof. When those riots happen, the Three Stooges, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, and all the other entitled millionaires, will be locked in their gated bubbles, watching poor people's lives destroyed on CNN. No one will ever question them about the roles they played in stirring the racial outrage. Ooh, wow, that really brings it home. I'm glad you read that part. Yeah, um, I know. it. Jason Whitlock. Hey, we. Uh, I'm not sure if we have this column posted at armstrongandgetty.com. We will effort that, and it will be up within uh, 10 minutes or so. Oof. So, you know, I haven't been following the legal case against those people very closely. Is, is there a decent chance that, that it turns out that way? Uh, yeah, the, the three officers who are not Chauvin um, will have wrist-slappy convictions at most. At most. Because didn't some of the, the footage show them saying, hey, let's let's ease off on that? Yeah, shouldn't we like... roll him over or something? Right, right. And the guy have highest rank said, no, we're leaving him where he is. Um, and the Chauvin stuff, he was overcharged. This happens a lot, and I get it. Um, he was overcharged to calm the rioting in Minneapolis. He was, I can't remember, was it third degree murder or second? I can't, I, I don't actually recall, but, um, they'll have an extremely difficult time getting a conviction, particularly when all the video is shown. And that's what Jason Whitlock's column starts with is describing the, the recently leaked body cam videos where it's clear that George Floyd was completely out of control. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't see into Officer Chauvin's heart, um, but there's no evidence that there's anything racial going on whatsoever, particularly because I believe two of the cops are, are minorities, men of color, whatever. Um, uh, so, yeah, there could well be more rioting when oh these guys are acquitted. Oh, boy. Yeah. And where uh, I don't know the timeline on that, but if it's anywhere close around, uh, you know, right after an election that Trump wins or anything like that. Oh, oh boy. We, we could have way more unrest to come in 2020. Yeah, it's possible. I hope not. Yeah. I just, I wonder, the the Chauvin thing is going to take a longer time. That could take uh, many months until he's actually on trial, partly intentionally. We need a calm down period. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bet his lawyers are are okay with it, too, although he's in the who's guy right now. But um, the dismissing of the charges against the other three, when a DA finally says, look, I've been trying to tell you this. No way I get a conviction on these guys. Not a chance. I gotta I gotta drop the charges. Well, I take it as very good that will news. Happen sooner. I take it as very good news that these uh lefty leaders in lefty cities are coming around to the fact that Antifa is bad and needs to be called out. That that's real good news. And the and other I, groups, the Marxists in yeah. general. So yeah. I, I hope everybody's gonna get on board with this and that, that'll be good for America. Yeah. And and realize that Human beings with living souls and a love of civil rights saying Black Lives Matter is different from the organization Black Lives Matter, which is founded by Marxists who are down with the destruction uh, that we've been talking about. But yeah, the, the lefty mayors coming around is a it's a huge turning point, I think. Now I can't ex- really explain this. You're going to have to check it out if you if you're tired of doom scrolling and you want a little laugh. 
At armstrongandgetty.com, we have a trio of videos centered around the Phil Collins song in the air tonight. One featuring a child on a bike, one featuring a deer, and one featuring a couple of guys watching the video. The deer video? Every time I think about it, I crack up. <laughs> it's only 12 seconds long. I sent I it to my brother, and he said, that's quality material there. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to oversell it. Well, right. Right. Yeah, you just... And I've sent it to several friends, too, and the reaction has been universal. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, I think also, it's really an example in the, of the unifying power of Phil Collins. <laughs> I thought you were going to say unifying power of laughter, but Phil Collins certainly a, a force for good in the universe. Also, uh, the video we posted yesterday has gotten a zillion views of the Antifa, Antifa types trying their stuff in Fort Collins, Colorado. And what I'd kind of missed in, in some of the uh, fracas was that one of them went after a veteran in a wheelchair. Oh, boy. Who had an American flag. And the patriots who were herding the lunatics out of Fort Collins had had enough. And it was on, baby. And uh, you will find that video very satisfying. Oh, like a good three-course meal at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe You'll those, be rubbing your belly. Maybe those two groups needed the unifying power of Phil Collins to come in. If Phil had been there, it would have been different, no yeah. doubt. Is that uh, Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> I feel the unifying power. Armstrong and Getty.